Uh, welcome to another episode of Bush's Board Game Thing. As ever, we're trapped in our houses, looking slightly more dishevelled week by week. But we're chatting via video uh, call, which is good. And just before we got going, uh, we've got a hell of an episode for you today. But, but just before we got going, uh, Jess was having a fascinating conversation with producer Ross about the types of dogs that he's got. What, what, what dogs has producer Ross got, Jess? Two sausage dogs called Dottie and Ottie. Dottie and Lottie? I'll be honest, I've lost a lot of respect for Ross. So this is a mad episode of Board Game Thing. Uh, contained within this beauty of an episode that you've got at your fingertips, uh, we've got extended highlights of my attempt to be Dungeon Master and run a Dungeons & Dragons adventure for Jess and Brian. This whole episode is about Dungeons & Dragons, the Dungeons & Dragons adventure game special. And we're going to be linking up with Southern California to chat to Hollywood star Kiala Settle, star of The Greatest Showman movie. A real honour to have actual Hollywood glitterati on this podcast and that's all on the way but it is an honour that we've been keeping you company during these weird times and we love the messages that you send to us you can get in touch at Board Game Thing on Instagram uh, we just have to start this week's episode and take issue with the did you guys hear this government advice that came out uh, literally about 24 hours ago uh, to avoid board games and sleepovers during Christmas anyone hear about that? yeah what's all that about? What's, why would you avoid board games and sleepovers? that's just wrong I think maybe they're worried about people touching things and then other people touching things. But, I mean, you're in the same house. I know. They're just trying to get rid of fun. Exactly. I say to hell with Sage, or whatever it was who came out with that. They, do all their <laughs> advice is instead of uh, board games, they say do a quiz. I mean, come on. Get out. Oh, get out. No. Hate quiz. No, who hate, who quizzes. enjoys quizzes? Quizzes were ruined during the first lockdown on flipping Zoom family quizzes. Do you know what I mean? Big thank you to Stu Wilson, who's got in touch uh, on Instagram, uh, to show us how he listens to our podcast. Uh, he has got Board Game Thing on his TV. So his TV obviously has the ability to play podcasts, or because you can get us through Spotify, which is an amazing thing. So we did put out a question, how do you listen to the podcast? Has anyone got any un- unusual and unique ways of listening to this show? Also, back to Stu, just one second. Yeah. He's got his Christmas tree up. Legend. Legend. Whoa, I didn't even see what... Really, is this in the background? He tweeted it to us and I was like, Stu, yes, mate, get that tree up. Can I just check with you guys? Have you gone Christmas decorations up or not yet? Jess? Yes, they're up. I put them up on my birthday. They're done. Absolutely loving it. I'm in a winter wonderland. Jess, your birthday was the other week, so this is is quite a long time to have Christmas decorations up. My birthday present was to go to B&M and buy the Christmas tree. Sorted. I'm, I'm all up for it. And I can already predict Brian's going to be like, no, the tree goes up no, on the 20th no, of December no, down no, on Bucks no. and Dings. Wow. I swear to God, I've got uh, Christmas lights in my front garden and I've got the tree oh. up and the lights are on. I'm, I'm on board. This year more than ever, we need Christmas early. That's what I say. Hashtag Christmas now. Um, just a side thing on Instagram, at Board Game Thing, let's have the dogs of this podcast. So if you've got dogs yeah, and you're a listener yeah. to this podcast, send us a photo of your dog. So Jess, maybe can give them a mention on next week's episode and maybe do you rate dogs out of five? Let's give the dogs a star rating out of five next week. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And I'll give them a little, a little sentence about them. Ross, producer Ross, looking at you, you need to send some pictures in of the sausage dogs. 
Now this episode is all about adventure games, so it's perfect for these times of lockdown and isolation because all you need is your imagination and a pen and a pencil. Uh, and on a personal note, my journey into board games... A pen and a games, pencil, that's a bit much, isn't it, mate? Just a pen will do, or a pencil. Oh, that's a good point. I guess you need a pencil and paper, I meant, not pen. Because <laughs> you've just got loads of pens then. Just writing with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, uh, I have to admit, my, my journey into this hobby began with Dungeons & Dragons donkeys years ago. And Dun- Dungeons & Dragons has been around since 1974, uh, with a guy, a guy called Gary Gyax created it. And it's been huge. I mean, I remember, do you remember the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon when we were kids in the 80s? I do, I do. Uh, there was some kind of bizarre backstory where they'd gone on a fairground ride, just this bunch of friends, and then they were thrown into the Dungeons & Dragons world, and each of them had like a different role. Like one was like a, a warrior. And again, it was suffered from that annoying peripheral character thing. They had Uni the Unicorn. Do you remember Uni the Unicorn yes, from the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, it's all coming back to you now. Jess, do you remember Dungeons & Dragons? Of course you don't. Of course you don't, because you were born in... 1995 or something 1991 uh no not a clue i know what it is obviously but it had a huge resurgence in the uh netflix hit stranger things because they were there were you know it was obviously this kind of um celebration of the 80s and the kids were playing it in their basement which is just how it used to be played back in the day uh, we thought we would try out dungeons and dragons because this is perfect for this kind of strange times that we're in at the moment uh the lovely people at zatu games sent us the dungeons and dragons starter set which is really handy because when you get into Dungeons and Dragons, there are hundreds of books and uh, source books and adventure books and advanced Dungeons and Dragons. It can be a bit overwhelming, but what they've done, Wizards of the Coast to own it, uh, they've they've put out a starter set, which is a box set with an adventures campaign in it. So like four or five adventures on the trot, which your 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 characters can do. The instruction book, but simplified, and then ready to go character sheets, which you can either use or you can create your own characters, which is what we try to do when we played Dungeons and Dragons. Here's me being the games master or the dungeon master, Brian and Jess with their characters. Here's what happened. So first of all, you need to pick a race that your character is from some of the factions that are alive in the world that it's set in. There is dwarf, elf, human, or orc. Or an orc. What's an orc? Like a, like a an green... Orc? Like a, am I, am I good? Seriously, I haven't explained an orc to you guys. <laughs> and, and the other one is a halfling. A bit of rice, oh, bit of chips. Jess, what um, race do you want your, your character to be? I've, like, I've misunderstood this game, um, and I'm going to explain <laughs> later on. You guys are going to laugh a lot. I'm going to be a What human. did you think it was? What did you, what did you think it was? Okay, so you've told me to... You text us saying you need to think about a character, and I have developed this elaborate backstory <laughs> for this character, <laughs> but I didn't know it, um, the character had to be in ye olde times, so right. you two are in for a right old treat when I explain. So my character is called Carrie, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and she's a woman. And in yes. in two thousand and three, what is actually going on? She, I'm a, sorry, I'm having off, a fever dream. <laughs> she fell off a Ferris wheel, and um, she went into a coma. <laughs> And the year is now 2020, and she's come out of the coma. She's like, right, got it. She's like Captain America. Yeah, but she still thinks she's in 2003. So she's like, got she's got a denim mini skirt on and a tank top with hoop earrings. And she's like, oh my god, guys, have you seen Love Actually? It's a really new film. So the the, the comedy's inherent in the fact that she's just got slightly out of date cultural references. Well, it's all 2003 because that's the last time she was alive. Also, she's buzzing because the Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix books just come out and she's bought it to read. (laughs) But she's really sad as well because Brookside's just ended. What's your fellow with hooves called, Len? Let's just name him now, then. He's called Hoovo. Right. Because a human has come along, he's enchanted him, and he's got hooves for feet and hooves for hands. 
Right. So he's very clumsy. Oh. He can't pick stuff up, and he's just and he's angry. He's angry that he's got hooves and not. How hands. did Carrie and Hoovo meet? Because we need to get that set before we get into the adventure world. Do you know what I mean? She was wandering around asking about news of the uh, second Iraq War, which has just started. <laughs> So look, job roles very quickly then. Yep, yep, yep. You've got to be, your role in the team is one of the following. A ranger, you fire bows and arrows and that. Right, well that's no good for me because I've got, got hoofs. No, well, that <laughs> job need not apply to. Fine. Um, warrior, sorcerer, caspels. A cleric, you're like a bit into religion and you heal people and all that kind of thing. Uh, bard, you play a guitar and you sing songs that power up the group. Fancy that? Absolutely not. What's your problem with being a bard? Is he's the guy in the park that gets his guitar out and starts oh. playing yeah. Oasis covers. No, not having yeah. it. Sorry. It's always um, Wonderwall. And always Wonderwall. Okay, and then the final one is Thief. You get to sneak around. Ooh, well, again, no good stuff. for me. I'm like, how am I going to pickpocket people with hoops? It's getting ridiculous. I'm going to be the cleric. Carrie, you've got the choice of the rest. The cleric. Um, right. So Carrie's going to be the sorcerer because before her coma, she was dead into star signs and she's a bit hippy-dippy. <laughs> she's a Libra, if you were wondering. <laughs> This adventure is the adventure that comes in the starter set that you can get for Dungeons & Dragons. It's called The Lost Mind of Fandelva. You're heading towards Fandalim, okay? What, what, sorry, sorry, the lost treasure of Fandalim. Uh, the Lost Mine of... It's, it's confusing, isn't it? Because there's a place called Fandalim, but you're actually looking for the Lost Mine of Fandelva, which you think would be in Fandalim. <laughs> so, in the lost city of Neverwinter... This is, it's, it's Neverwinter, literally Neverwinter. A dwarf... I'm into that. A dwarf named Gundren. Hang on, but, but, sh but Jess is in her heavy denim skirt because it's 2003. No, That's a good point, I mean, Jess. No, you can't... I'm in a mini skirt. I'm fine, in a mini okay, skirt. Fine, fine, We're fine. I don't, I don't want to get bogged down by this, but I don't think they had denim in, like, this is like 5000 BC. or so. It's Lord of the Rings era. Did you see any de denim in Lord of the Rings? I didn't. No, but oh, I... if you remember, the orcs did that thing where they say, looks like humans are back on the menu, which suggests they, they, they've been to a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, all right, fair enough, fair yeah, enough. Okay. So look, in the lost city of Neverwinter, a dwarf named Gundren Roxier asked you to bring a wagon load of provisions to the rough-and-tumble settlement of Fandalin. Kill Gundren. <laughs> no, it's not like that. You can't do that on this. Uh, anyway, him and his brothers have found something big, and he'd pay you ten gold pieces each for escorting his supplies safely to Barthen's Provisions, a trading post in Fandalin. So this is the scene... Uvo yep. and Carrie, you're, you're both on a horse each side each other. There's Pizza. bandits on the road and the point. guy's being really shady. I'll smash him with my hooves, don't worry. Oh, no, you won't. The thing is, Brian, you're just a clergy, Matt, whatever you are. And then you can like, bore him to death with, um, uh, oh, Mercury's rising. Crystals. <laughs> As you come around a bend, you spot two dead horses sprawled about 50 feet ahead of you, blocking the path. Each has got several black-feathered arrows sticking out of it. The woods press close to the trail here, with a steep embankment and dense thickets on either side. What are you going to do? Am I allowed to cast a spell? Yeah, you've got loads of spells. OK, so here is a spell that I'd like to do. I feel like we are in major danger right now. Put a force field around us. That's quite a good idea. OK, so yeah. you've done... She's deployed a force field. What do I do? I'm going to sing a hymn. <laughs> what? You can't sing... <laughs> What hymn are you singing? Uh, when is he coming? When, oh, when is he coming? The Redeemer. Oh. When will we see him? When, oh, when will we see him? The Redeemer. Listen, um, and guys, I'm, 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 cl I'm clacking with my uh, hooves as I do it. I'm, just, I'm probably just going to... I'm probably going to knock this on the edge. So there you go, us trying to play the Lost Mine of Fandelva, which, uh, in the Dungeons & Dragons campaign, which I'm going to say that you two... Um, you just kind of destroyed it a little bit. You kind of ruined no, it. Well, no, I 
took it seriously. I mean, I kind of misunderstood the whole character thing, but I was, I really, really liked it. No, I think I if we had like, more... yeah, by the end, Jess was getting into it. You, if I was to come back to you with, do you fancy playing Dun- Dungeons and Dragons again, Jess? You might say yes. I'd be well up for it. No, I would say yes. I loved it. I think the Overton window has shifted on Dungeons and Dragons. Now, the Overton window, as what is the student, Overton window? any students of politics will know, guys, come on, you guys obviously know what it is, but I'll explain it just for the listeners in case they don't know. Right, yeah, yeah. Is, is anything that's uh, acceptable to the general public. Um, it might be that in 1955, the general public wouldn't have accepted gay marriage, for instance. But right. in, 90, in uh, 2020, obviously, it's, it's completely acceptable, and as it should be, and it's great, and everyone accepts it, and it's law now. So I think Dungeons and Dragons, it used to be, not acceptable it was seen as quite nerdy and a bit mm. rubbish and you would get you know the mickey taken out of you if you played it but now i think it's 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 mainstream it's fine it's it's good to play but we asked our board game thing listeners what uh, what is the greatest pen and paper role-playing game of all time because obviously dungeons and dragons is a role-playing game uh, thank you so much for your brilliant comments uh, at board game thing on instagram matt suggested call of cthulhu have you guys ever heard of that it's it's set in kind of 1920s 1930s it's based on the novels of hp lovecraft about weird unusual things taking place in strange coastal american ports and towns it's uh, quite scary very very good you can kind of scare each other with it uh, vaughn has come up with a few stormbringer vampire the masquerade which is kind of a vampire role-playing game and i also want to chuck in that list as well there's a brilliant new superheroes role-playing game out at the moment we play as a team of superheroes working together so if you're into your uh, marvel movies and stuff you'll love this it's called the spectaculars and it's made by one of the guys that was integral into designing the modern uh, dungeons and dragons and it's fantastic and you kind of play cards and roll dice and uh, defeat baddies together but you create the story and um, at the beginning of the, the actual game there's like 20 questions about the, the the city that you live in you create you know all of these great superhero movies are based on a city and you create this city together so again collaborative storytelling is the thing but this episode is about adventure games perfect for these times of lockdown uh, Ricky Bateman says uh, on uh, our Instagram he says my favourite games by far in this field are the fighting fantasy books and this brings us neatly to what it's kind of like if you maybe not ready to jump into a role-playing game just yet maybe not ready for Dungeons and Dragons and eight-sided dice but you might want to take a step back baby steps into the hobby uh, everyone surely can remember the amazing fighting fantasy books from when we were kids in the 80s as in choose your own adventure so you're in a corridor to head east go to page 212 etc uh, created initially by Steve Jackson and Ian Livingston, the two legends of the genre. And it's a, gla- a kind of a classic gateway or entry point into all these things. Uh, Brian and Jess, you've both been reading those books this week to have a little feel for them. Let's start with Jess. Jess, what have you been reading and, and tell us about it? So I've been reading Secret of the Ninja by Jay Leibold. I absolutely loved it. Yes. The whole thing. It was, su- do you know, I found it weirdly relaxing and it was just so much fun. Like, the, and t- like I got to make these decisions. However, I learned something about myself during reading these books. Yeah. I'm not going to ruin, I'm not going to ruin the book for anyone, but you can kind of make um, kind of mysterious decisions or you can make dead logical decisions. Okay. And I just kept making really logical decisions and the book just kept ending really quickly, which is great. And then I just played it again, <laughs> but it would be like, go and cast a spell or why don't you just go around the corner and see what the noise is? And I'm like, well, obviously we're going to go around the corner and just see what the noise is. So, so you, you had a very pragmatic <laughs> approach to being a ninja. You were kind of a yeah. very pragmatic ninja. 
I've been playing a few of these when back in the days when I was going on the train on the way into work because I, I don't I can't concentrate on a proper book, so I quite I kind of like these. And one, you know, something that people will say is, "Well, you haven't got dice. How are you going to do it with them with dice? Because some of them you need to roll dice to be able to do it." There's so many great phone apps that you can get little virtual dice on at the moment. It solves the problem. I mean, Brian, you've been playing one that actually involves dice. It's one of the old classics from back in the day of like Warlock of Firetop Mountain, Forest of Doom, and everything fighting fantasy. What did you play this yeah, week? Yeah, I played um, the Citadel of Chaos, which I actually read when i was younger as well and i'm i'm just trying to wrap my brain and i think actually the fighting fantasy books were my first experience of death not experience of death but of realizing what death is because you died so many times and i was like oh that's a bit dark i remember i've got mixed feelings about them because i used to get very very scared by these books do you know what it's the art for me uh, in those books from back in the day in the 80s the the whoever the artist was that did all the drawings and citadel of chaos and all that kind of stuff it's amazing what was your approach, uh, Jess? Very methodical and pragmatic in her approach to modern ninjuring. What were you just like gung ho, Brian? What was your kind of thing? I was I was a creeper. I'd always try and what? avoid problems because that that, so that was just my strategy. Because you'd stay you'd stay alive longer that way. You're a survivor, and I like that. So check out the uh, Fighting Fantasy books for yourselves. They're absolutely brilliant. Uh, and also as well, the one that Jess was playing, which is Choose Your Own Adventure. Uh, you can get them from all good local bookshops as well. So have a little look. Now time for quite a monumental event here on uh, the Board Game Thing podcast. You know when you go to your local Indian restaurant and they've got photos of famous customers on the wall? Uh, well, Board Game Thing has now having one of those moments, uh, a famous subscriber, a famous listener, uh, star of Broadway, and Letty Lutz from The Greatest Showman. It is an honour to welcome to the the show the amazing Kiala Settle. Welcome. Oh my god, that's uh, hilarious! Amazing. Thank I you could so be much. on an Indian takeaway wall. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, Kiala, it's an absolute honour to have you on our podcast. It's an honour that you listen to our podcast in the first oh, place. Thank you so much. The honour is mine. It 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 um it takes me out of my own world, obviously, because it's twenty twenty, and there's just a big old period at the end of that sentence. So you know. <laughs> Especially living in the States, there are so many times where I'm looking to sort of, because I can't physically escape. So I've got to find a way to actually keep sane every day. And um, I found that I'm listening to a lot of British um, television and um, your podcast and just sort of getting me through every moment. And I love it. I love it. What um, British TV are you watching? Well, it's all old stuff. <laughs> the oldies and um, the best. It's like Where the Heart Is. Um, uh Bits and pieces of Coronation Street. My father grew up, uh, we grew up with my father watching um, Faulty Towers, Are You Being Served? Um, nice. Stuff like that. And so just reminiscing, sort of going back to going, oh, I wish our lives were still like this, <laughs> sort of thing. And, and it's amazing that you're a board game fan as well. well. Tell us about your involvement in the hobby. How did you get into playing oh, games? Oh, yeah, hobby. Oh, my God. It's like drinking water. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was the five children. And so I think my mum and dad, my father is originally from Lancashire. Um, oh, wow. Uh, born, in, born in Southport, raised in Oldham. And uh, my mum uh, was from New Zealand. And so when they got married and had children, all five of us, it was sort of, what do we do to keep these children sort of, you know, occupied? And, you know, card games came out, board games came out. And, um, you know, you've got, listen, I love every form of monopoly wow and i'll tell you why i'll tell you why i know i listened i've already listened and i'll tell you why because the second you know you're playing monopoly 
you're already in a mindset of, right, start the game, just start buying wherever you can. Whatever you land on, start buying because the whole idea of the game is let's let's you know you want to buy this can you do that do you want this if you if you want this you can add this for that and this for that and that's what the whole fun of the game is for me mm-hmm. and especially when you you know you're talking to your four siblings and you know they're going off going no you can't have this well what if i give you this and you know <laughs> money that i've written out because we've actually run out of money <laughs> I think it's so cool that you, you're someone that's in the public eye and you are an advocate of board games. Is there any other famous people who are into board games that you know? Board games? You know any, anyone by the name of Hugh Jackman? <laughs> really? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> he, um, him and his wife have a decades-long uh, backgammon contest going on. Wow. <laughs> and they, oh my God. they play at the speed of light. So if you if you can actually sit there and watch it and just have no clue what's going on. Someone's rolling, moving, rolling, moving, rolling, moving. Saying, sometimes I don't say a thing. It's just, it's monotonous movement of count, roll, count, move, roll, count, move. And then there'll be a pause. And then when I've seen it happen, I'm going, oh, don't know what you're going to do now. Huey's <laughs> 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 like, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. But him and his wife, um, they are avid players and they're really good at it. And they've got this book of scoring. Oh, they keep a score. They keep a tally of how decades, they game. Decades of it. Yeah. They've got this beautiful backgammon board at, at home. And, um, and then they travel with it wherever, because I've had the opportunity to travel with him. And when she comes, they immediately pick up where they left off. It's, it's great. And you, have you ever had a game? Have you ever tried to play either of them at it? Like, do they let anyone else into no, the No, I... I, I... <laughs> He actually tried to teach me when we were on set and I was already just anxiety ridden because I had already seen them go at it and play. And I thought, <laughs> I'm not only never going to get this fast, I'm never going to even learn it. So what's the even, what's even the point? So have any of you guys ever played? I've never played backgammon before in my life. Jess or Brian, you've ever played no, backgammon? No, never. I, I find it too confusing. I like yeah. to have dice with my board games. Yeah. Or is there a dice with backgammon? I don't, is there a dice? I don't how know. Do you, how does it work? I don't even know dice. the rules. I know. They've got two <laughs> sets of dice. Each, apparently, each player's got their own color of dice, whatever that means. You can't, you, yeah, exactly. And then there's one single die that's got, like, divisions of eight on each face. Oh, my so too much math. Too exactly. much math. Exactly, and I'm done. I'm no. done. Does, does, Hugh, does Hugh ever try and play for money? Like, uh, let's, let's, uh, does he throw the first game and then say, let's put money on it? Like the classic uh, hustle <laughs> out of money. Do? Yeah, exactly. No, no, because probably, that's probably where he'd be useless at it, I think. <laughs> you know? We were hugely honoured that you said that our podcast was getting you through the lockdown. We really appreciate that, Kiara. Oh, yeah. I presume you agree that um, Brian and I, uh, our attempt to in- enrich Jess's life through the random roll of a dice has been helping her on a weekly basis to grow as a person. Do you agree? Stage of fire, though. Stage I know that was fire. a bad one. That was, was a bad one. I mean, it wasn't. It was sorry, bad. sorry. Was, well, no, Brian. It's it wasn't like oh, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're going to actually do it. It was just the fact that that was an option. <laughs> You're going, <laughs> oh, right, okay. So then, clearly, the possibilities are endless, depending on whatever <laughs> the number is that you roll. You know, and whatever the situation is. Yeah. Uh, we, we, I don't know whether we were recording at the beginning, but we, you, you started the, this little uh, video chat with a lovely rendition of Happy Birthday for Jess. Can we get another bar of that, uh, Kiala? Because that was a beautiful thing. Absolutely. 
Happy birthday to Jess. Happy birthday to Jess. I know it's not today, but <laughs> happy birthday to Jess. Oh, beautiful. Um, thank you. A much better singing voice than my friends over Zoom. That was not pretty, but that was, that was very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, Kiara, it's been an absolute honour to have you uh, on our podcast and thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, things for you then, again, a little bit back to normal. What have you got on the horizon that you can start looking forward to and hopefully as things get better? Well, we are we are actually working, you know, on t- television and film sets. And it's it, of course, it's extremely different than it was before. Um, everyone getting tested and making sure that one another, because we do have to keep track and make sure no one's gone out and, you know, just had a bit of a holiday somewhere with nobody knows and then come back on, hey, let's go. You know, testing happens and then there's the the obvious PPE that comes with being on a set as well. I think everyone wants, they understand how, they understand how much they want to be there. And so accordingly, they're working towards keeping that goal alive. So yeah, it's, I'm very grateful to have that. And I'm also working on a video game and that's all I can oh. say. Oh. Really? That's all I can say. Come on, give us the scoop, Kiara. Give away, have on. a great time. No. <laughs> you have to oh. come back and tell us all about it when you can. Maybe Please. I will. Maybe yes. I will. Well, here's the deal. Uh, you, you, you tell us a bit about the video game, and then next time you're over in London, you're in England, uh, we'll take you out to the pub for oh, some pints. Absolutely. I'll take you out for some pints. My God. <laughs> I've got a question. I've, I've got a question before we go, Kiala. Go for it. Right? Go for the it. The Greatest Showman genuinely is one of my favourite films of all time. I'm not a fan of musicals, right? Same. We, my, my wife made... <laughs> Turns my wife out made I'm the same. It. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I'm not even joking you. <laughs> my wife um, made us watch it because we've got kids and it's, it honestly has got just back-to-back bangers. I love that yeah. film. I've got a bone to pick with you though, right? Oh, talk about go. it being the, the greatest show, the greatest show. They never actually show what's in the show. That's that's my bugbear. They never actually show what's. They just sing about it being the greatest show. Yeah, but that's they, the idea, they, isn't it? They sing about peripheral peripheral stuff, but they never. And I want to know because you're in the show, obviously, yeah. in the greatest show. What what actually what actually happens in it? What do you what do you do? You're asking, is your question? You what sing. is the show? Is that genuinely your question? What is, <laughs> is the show? Is it great? Because they always cut away when when the show actually starts. They sing about it being the greatest show. They, there's lots of things. Yes. But when, when it gets into it, what does what does Lady Lux do in the show? Of, apart from sing. Does she well, do close-hand magic? Well, does she do acrobatics? <laughs> no, mate. She goes into the middle of the ring and sings a face-off. That's what she does. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Sorry, okay. sorry. So, fair enough. I mean, that's <laughs> my gig. I don't know what anyone else's gig is, but that was my specific <laughs> okay. gig. Uh, Kiala Settle, thank you so much. It's been an honour to have you on. Thank you. Thank you so much for making my life so much better. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you, you, Kiala. Thank you. A huge thank you to Kiala. And uh, yeah, it's an honour to have a famous listener. What an amazing thing. Thank you very much. Let's let's very quickly now segue into Brian's weekly board gaming fact that's going to knock your socks off. Brian, what have you got for us this week? Brian's board game fact of the week. Uh, have you got a good board game fact for us? I then do, I do. I've got a board game fact for you today, and it's all about Dungeons and Dragons, which is obviously very yeah. apt because yeah. we're doing Dungeons and Dragons. So, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of stuff around Dungeons and Dragons. There's lots of books, there's lots of special editions, there's lots yes. of advanced sort mm-hmm. of Dungeons and Dragons games. But in 1994, they brought out um, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons 
uh, Encyclopedia Magica. So it's basically like I imagine a, like a glossary for Dungeons and Dragons. So if if you know you're not sure on a rule or or who this monster is, you look it up. There we go. Yeah. They decided uh, <clears throat> for a style change, and what they wanted to do is they wanted to change the word uh, mage to wizard for whatever okay. reason. So at some point, the editor of the book said, "Look, I don't like the word mage anymore. I want to use the word wizard." So. And some somebody in the office said, I know what we can do in Word. You ever tried this, guys, where you do Control F? No. What you do is oh, yeah. Control F and you find uh, a word yeah, and that. you replace it. Yeah. So if yeah. you if you if say if you're writing a book and you just the character's called Andy and you realise that that's a terrible name, sort of quite seventy-ish, quite nerdy what? name, and you want to change it to the name of Brian or something, which is a much more sort of like masculine, cooler name, you would do Control F and you would do Find All, Find and Replace. So you would any instance of Andy, you would replace with Brian and Bob's your uncle, right? You with me? This is this is some uh, top level word processor chat we've got going on here. Okay, um, so then they decided, well, that's what we'll do. We're, we've we've finished it now. We've finished editing. Rather than go through it all and replace it manually, we'll do find all, find all and replace, right? No, what no. you've got to do is if you want to replace the word mage, you have to put a space in front of it. Otherwise, anywhere, <laughs> otherwise, anywhere, if it finds the word mage that isn't on, on its own, if it's part of another word... Yeah. Then it would replace that as well. So what it did was it replaced every every instance of the word mage, whether or not that was in another word. So you'll probably uh, realise that damage is quite a big word in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, a lot yeah. of dice so, rolling for damage. Yeah. Yeah. Every single instance of damage, it replaced it with <laughs> with wizard. So it just said the wizard. <laughs> The wizard. <laughs> so you've taken the wizard from an orc or something like that, taken damage, taken yeah, the wizard. Yeah, you've taken the taken wizard the from wizard. the orc, and that's a legendary um, Dungeons & Dragons fact. Which was, That's uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah, do you know what? Weirdly, um, I interviewed Vin Diesel for one of the Fast and the Furious uh, movies, and there was a bit at the beginning before we started recording where I was just chatting to him and I was talking about, as I do to everyone, board games, and I didn't realise, you know Vin Diesel is a massive Dungeons & Dragons fan? Yeah, I did really? actually know that, weirdly, yeah. It's so weird. He did a huge eulogy. He was talking to me about it for like 15, 20 minutes, talking really passionately. And then he added oh. that he has written the introduction. He did like a, a, a two-paragraph, a two-chapter introduction to the latest edition or whatever at the time of Dungeons & Dragons. So like you, know, you get a foreword from, mm. from someone saying what a great edition of Dungeons & Dragons this is and the history of it. That was Vin Diesel. Can you imagine Vin Diesel sitting down, yeah. being the dungeon master for a, a games night? How good would that be? Bushy's board game thing. Right, very quickly then, before we wrap this episode up, uh, we have enriched Jess's life on a weekly basis. Even Kiala Settle earlier on said that we definitely help Jess on a weekly basis by rolling a dice on her behalf. Uh, Jess, what in your life this week can we improve or put down to chance through rolling a dice? So this is a really bad one, which I was considering not telling you guys, but I just thought, I don't know what to do. Um, so I'm, there are some details I'm not going to say to protect the person's identity. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, wow. What have so you done? I, have you murdered yeah. someone, Jess? <laughs> no. So I am on an online dating app called okay. Hinge, which a lot of people are on. Hinge? And I've been talking- Why is it called Hinge? Hinge? That's a terrible name for a dating Because app. a Hinge, two people working together, making something work. Duh. That's terrible. That's awful. That is Because the only thing I can name. think of is the, um, the, I think the 80s comedy duo Hinge and Bracket, if you remember them. There's two men dressed as old ladies. I've been talking to this... Um, boy on there 
and we've been chatting and I managed to stalk him on Instagram, you know, just doing a bit of intel, a bit of background research. Due diligence. Due, diligence. Yeah. Say, due diligence, exactly. Due diligence. You've got, to, you've got to know what you're getting yourself into. You know, I'm going to meet a strange, potentially meet a stranger off the internet. I've got to do my background research. Anyway, did my background research, did some stalking, got about two years in, which is standard, by the way. So and how, many, how many ex-girlfriends did you uncover? <laughs> Oh, I think about one, actually. Not that many, okay. which is also sometimes a bad sign. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Um, <laughs> and we and I saw that he'd been to Budapest. Right. And But obviously I didn't say anything to him because I don't want him to know that I've been stalking him out on Instagram. So without giving too much of the conversation away, I accidentally said oh yeah because you you know you you've been to budapest or Oof. and i accidentally Oof. kind of let him know and instead oh school mate boy. i know schoolboy i era. know i actually feel sick talking about this does he um, know well so i've said this to him and then he's put hey i did i didn't mention that how did and he called me out on it straight away and i replied oh. i don't know what to say back what do i say oh. back what do i do fuming because i quite like him and i've ruined it so this is in the this is this is in the world of like texting each other back and forth. So you're after some kind of help in terms of of how to respond to this guy now. What's Have your you next spoke move? To him in real life, is this is this text? based No, it's just text based because we kind of met during the whole Corona thing. Obviously, dating's really difficult now. So no, we haven't. Also, by the way, he's not been mean in his message. He's like, hey, I didn't know I said that. Yeah, I've been. It's really great. So he hasn't been nasty. He's just kind of gone up. I didn't know I mentioned that. And then he said, yeah, I've been, it's great, et cetera, et cetera. So now I'm a bit like, oh my God, what do I say? I don't know what to do. Right, okay, okay, fine, Jess. We've got, I've got some solutions here for you. I've got some solutions. See, I think, right, and as ever, one to two is the safe option. Uh, three to four is you're getting a bit more racy with it. Five and six are the nuclear options. So I think men like it when women are honest, Jess. Men like it when women are honest. So you just say, yeah, I was looking at you Insta. I was I yeah. was doing my due diligence. I was checking Maybe just say out. you've had a couple of nutters before, so you just want to double check him out. Yeah, yeah. He, and he if I was a bloke, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough, fine. And also you pass the test by, by, by the nature of the fact you're still talking to him. You've looked back through his history and been, no, nah, he seems fine. Yeah, yeah okay. And then good. just maybe, 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 don't be too nice with it. Maybe chuck in like those bootcut jeans you were wearing back in 2006 didn't really suit you. <laughs> just to put him, you know, put him off balance for a bit. Okay, so that's one okay. to two. Yeah. Three to four... This is what I call reverse gaslighting. <laughs> Tell him that he told you. So yeah, you <laughs> mentioned it. You mentioned it. You mentioned it to me. Yeah. Just style it out. And yeah, most, yeah, a lot of blokes won't admit, won't won't want to. I can't remember anything I've done. I literally can't even remember what I've done yesterday. If you were to tell me that I told you something, I'd be like, "All oh, right, I must have done because the girls told me." Slight problem with that option, Brian. We yeah. have a text conversation. No, yeah. just scroll through it. Just make and up fake screenshots. Yeah, honestly, yeah. he. But, I Fake would never, I, if I'd rather just admit, I'd rather just um, agree with you and not argue rather than having to look back over, over old text conversations. And I think most blokes are like that, Jess. So I think that's, that's a valid option. That's a valid nice. option. Okay. Okay. So right. honesty, uh, uh, honesty first, then it's reverse gaslighting. Yep. <laughs> Five <laughs> is the, the dead cat. You've heard about the dead cat strategy? No. Oh, something about opening a box. Don't know if the cat's no, that, dead that's, or alive. That's Schrodinger's cat. That's slightly, oh. slightly different. <laughs> but different cat. 
that we'll save that for our theoretical <laughs> physics podcast. Um, the dead cat thing is, say if uh, Jess, you're having a go at me about the fact I wear bootcut jeans, right? And you're having a go at me. Mm. What I then do is, rather than talk about the bootcut jeans, I throw a dead cat onto the table, which is, well, you've got um, split ends, Jess. You've got terrible, terrible split ends, and all of a sudden, everyone's talking about the split ends and the dead cat on the table. So what you do now is, mm. you go to his Instagram, Jess. And you like every single picture on it. You like every single picture what, on that. What he, 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 What's the he, tactics behind this? Because you're muddy in the waters. He doesn't know what... He doesn't know... The Budapest thing is gone. Admittedly, he now thinks you're a complete psycho because you've liked every <laughs> single photo on Instagram. But he's not focused on the Budapest thing anymore. I like yeah, that. Okay. Maybe go through all of his photos and do that thing that your mum does. You know when mums comment completely out of sync on Facebook. <laughs> you look lovely. Hi, you look how lovely are you? There. Kiss, kiss. How was <laughs> yeah. dinner last night on a picture of you? Yeah. Like, yeah. In Sun a really suits you, love. Sun really suits you, darling. Throw in a couple mm. of lols and smiley faces, just for yes. good measure. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Okay, that's good. I like that. Dead okay, cat. Six, six, Jess. Yeah. You message him and say, oh my God, um, I've been hacked. Someone's been hacked into my into my. Was it called Hinge? Is it Hinge? hinge. hinge. Someone's hacked me Hinge. Yeah. Uh, someone's hacked me Hinge, and then that that way you've got plausible deniability. But however, in order to sell this, you need to do some really dodgy stuff on Hinge. You need to go and message loads of people. You need to uh, ask for money. You need to probably do some say some horrible things to people. Uh, make say, some say you want someone to meet you and eat you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that. I want to meet you and eat you. <laughs> like cannibal, is it, you're talking about cannibalism, man. Yeah, 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 fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, Christ. and that way, that way, you can sell it. Then you go, look, it's not just this. Someone's this, been someone's chatting to this guy, account. saying, yeah, saying that he wants to. Is it eat me and greet me? No, meet you and eat me. Meet me and eat me. Greet me and eat. Greet me. Meet me and then eat me. So there you go. That's your option number. That's your option number. Wow. I mean, this is just going to end badly no matter what I do. So let's just roll the <laughs> No, dice. no, no. Don't forget there's option number one, which is one to two, which is just admit it. Tell, which tell is probably truth. what you should do anyway, to be honest, Jess. If you yeah. like this um, guy. And then you'll be t- chatting about it when you're married with the kids. Go, oh my God, do you know how many I got together? I stalked him on Instagram. So romantic. Can you remember back in the day, it used to be like, he met me with a bunch of flowers. And now they're like, yeah, I stalked him on Instagram. That's what it's like. It's the, it's the way of the modern world. So, but in keeping with the fact that this is um, all being done over video chat, etc., I'm going to roll a virtual dice on my phone, which I don't think will make a noise, but you'll be able to see it on the video chat to see that it's the actual number. Here we go. One, two, three. It's rolling. It's a three. Oh, three. three. What was that? So you've just got to style it out, reverse gaslight him, and say that he told you. No, you did tell me. You did tell me. You said you he mentioned me. it Fate. very clearly. Budapest. Fantastic. I think I like that because I genuinely think. He might just go, yeah, whatever. All right, well, do you know what? I'll do that and I'll, um, I'll let you know how I get on. First of all, a big thank you to Kiala Settle. What a lovely lady she is. And thank you for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you have dogs and you listen to the podcast, Jess is going to be reviewing your dogs on next week's episode. So please send us a picture at Board Game Thing. We'll put a post up there as well. And as ever, any of these games, particularly Dungeons & Dragons, if you fancy a bit of uh, Stranger Things channeling that, particularly as well, Dungeons & Dragons have released a Stranger Things special edition based on the Netflix oh. TV series, which is really cool. You can get all of them on the Zatu website right now this has been board game thing thank you as ever brian and jess thank you goodbye and we will see you in the next one Bye.